Holy is God, holy, immortal, ever-loving, ever-present, here and now. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Come, find refuge in the love of God. We come to worship hungry, hungry for comfort, love for a new way of living for your word. Holy God, in this time of worship, feed us full with your love, grace, and peace. Amen. Our reading is from St. Paul's letter to the Colossians, chapter 3, verses 12 through 14. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Here ends the reading. Thanks be to God. Thank you all for being here and a happy new year. May the peace of God accompany every one of your steps in 2018. Once again, we start our university chapel season with our theme. Love God, love one another, love. Our family had the good fortune of traveling to New York this Christmas to spend time with our New York kids. We had an awesome time. I'm going to do a little parent bragging for a moment. We attended Radio City Music Hall as one of our family activities, where the world-famous Rockettes dance, and a whole cadre of singers sing. And then there's this orchestra pit with fabulous musicians. So when the orchestra pit comes up out of the floor and your son is one of the percussionists over there, hmm, makes dad proud. It's a wonderful experience. And like all parents, it's one of those wow moments that you see with your kids. A not-so-fun wow moment came as we were leaving New York through John F. Kennedy Airport. As you can imagine, Sunday morning, 7 a.m., the airport is just throttled with people. We were approaching the line to enter to go through the TSA checkpoint. A very strong voice announced to us what we needed in our hand, what we needed to put in a bin, and what manner of undress we needed to be to go through the system. She waved Melissa, our son Nathan, and myself forward, and then through, and then turned to help other passengers. 
she was interrupted by a woman frantically waving her boarding pass. The look on her face was somewhat terrorized. She spoke in a language I did not understand at all. And the agent directing traffic looked her square in the eye as she waved her ticket and asked her this frantic question. The agent said to her, Honey, speak English. This is the United States of America, and here we speak English. Next. I'm pretty certain that I've seen this sort of disregard on TV, on a talk show, something akin to the Jerry Springer show. But I'm absolutely certain that I have never stood that close to that kind of disrespect. Sort of like when you throw the stone into that flat pond and the ripples start to go out, Nathan and Melissa and I shared a look, our eyes about this big, and we looked around and the eyes of all of those in the area were as large. People stood absolutely stunned. Did we really just hear that out loud at this airport, at this time, in this exchange? Did it really just happen in our company? Lest we think that scripture is not relevant, we turn to the Apostle Paul and his letter to the Colossians. We read in the early portion of the letter to the Colossians that Paul, while in prison, has received word that the community of faith at Colossae was beginning to crumble. The crumbling of the community was the result of teachers teaching falsely about presenting an image of God that was not in concert with what Paul thought was appropriate. These false teachers began to equate the community's presence equal to that of God. That there would be cultic behavioral practices associated to eating in a certain way that would then deliver people to a closer relationship with God. And even that these sort of dietary practices would heighten your mystical experience. Now, that was what was happening inside of the community of faith. In the larger city of Colossae, the community had begun to normalize a certain set of behaviors began to make normal outright actions of anger, malice, slander, disrespect, lying, greed, all of these in the city of Colossae became normative. And bit by bit, that normalization was creeping into the community of faith. 
each of these problems that I just listed on their own would be bad enough. But when they were all present together, the community had become toxic. All of which, Paul de declared, became a distraction to the power of God, the presence of Jesus, and the presence of the Holy Spirit. When we take a step back from all of the ins and outs of the community and the issues in this letter of Paul to, the to these Colossians, Paul is urging something very simple. A great deal of what Paul says in that letter could be summed up in these two words. Appropriate relating. So many problems would be solved if people were simply kinder to one another. Loving to one another. In the passage that Emily read, Paul provides a very simple image to the people of Colossae and, equivalently, a simple image for us. So tomorrow I would have you think and see differently. When you go to the closet or that drawer to pick out what you're going to wear, see all of that as the clothing of love. That you put on first the love of God and take that into the community where individuals watch and see what the love of God looks like on you. And then you get to wrap that love around others. This sort of behavior, I think, is appropriate relating. Thanks be to God. Amen. Lord of heaven and earth, we long to be loved and we long to love. Send us now to see you more clearly, to love you more dearly, and follow you more nearly. Give us strength and courage to be your loving people in this time, in this place, and always. Amen. Take God's love to heart. Take it with you and spread it all around. Embody it always. Love one another. Go in God's peace. Amen. <laughs>